Thank you for joining us, brother. Appreciate you. It's been like you. three years in the making. Yeah, she's, um, she's, you know, over these past three years, and I'm going to tell some people a cool story. I've gone around L.A., I've gone around the league, and I've asked ballers that have come up in this market who is the best player that was ever come out, that ever came out of here. Mm. Within a split second, I, whether I asked DeMar, Russ, James, for the past five, six years that I've been in this game, the answer has been Baron Davis. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. that respect that you have love, from these guys That's and in love. this market, I've never seen someone get that OG status at such a young age. You know what I mean? Um, we're talking That's to love. a guy that, and people can look on their resumes and look at their numbers all day. This is a Hall of Fame talent, period. Thank you for joining us, bro. How you been? I'm good. Uh, I appreciate that. You've been doing a lot of great things, and we're going to get into those. Um, we're going to talk about all this, Black Santa, um, yep. your movement, uh -huh. uh, Slick. We're going to talk about all the great, great stuff that you've been doing for your community and just as an entrepreneur. But you already know how we speak on, on the game yeah. and, and the real hoop and the real purity of the game. Yeah, no, for sure. Sitting here today, you know, watching this league the way it is, Mm -hmm. I can't help but think, what would Baron Davis do with these open lanes? Ah, man, it'd be fun. You know, uh, one shout-out to, like, the young dudes doing it. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, they kind of, like, creating a style in the lane. That's all they own. You feel what I'm saying? And so, you know, the game is, is meant to evolve, right? Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you have to decide, like, what, what like like what parts you want to play? You know what I mean, and right. and and who you playing for, and, and I think that you know these dudes are now starting to, you know, play and identify their style and bring their style to the game, mm -hmm. and I think that's what the game was missing. You know what I mean, and you know for myself, like that's all I was about was you know my team and you know yeah. and and making sure that the game is supposed to be entertaining and, and, and disciplined and fun. And so, you know, just, you know, I always just thought of basketball like art, you know what I mean? Every time you go out there, you paint, you know what I mean? And you can be uh, Picasso, you can yep. be a street artist, you know what I mean? Uh, your style gonna fall where it falls. And, and when you speak on style, when you speak on that game and having that unique artistry to your game, I look at five guys that I think transcended the game and the way we see it today, and that's that guard play, the hezies, mm -hmm. the explosive guard, getting yeah. to the rim, uh, uh, you know, the big cross, um, the, the move set, and all that, adding that to the bag and having that arsenal. And I look at you, I look at Stefan Marbury, I look at Steve Francis, I look at Allen Iverson. Yeah. The late 90s when the street ball had just boomed mm -hmm. and it had an influence on your guys' game, you guys brought that shit to the league and nothing was ever the same again. Yeah, man, it was just, you know, that was just kind of like the style and the energy, you know what I mean? Um, but you also got to go, like, before us, and it was like, you know, Ross Strickland. You know, yeah. look what he was doing. Underrated. Nick Van Axel. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, man, people be sleeping, you know what I mean? Nick. People be people be really sleeping. You know, Jason Kidd, yeah. you know, how he was able to move like that as a 6'4", six, 6'5", six, point guard. Um, you know, so it was like even Isaiah Thomas. You know, yeah, I, and, and and Zeke before Zeke, that, but yeah. like you know Tim Hardaway. Tim you know, Hardaway. he had a crazy bop. Yeah. So it was like 
we kind of studied that and picked that up from from them too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like because we did play basketball all the time, like our era was just like Real we hoop all the time. It did not matter. There was not there was not an instance where it was like oh they hooping where we weren't like all right we weren't thinking about you know the concrete or none of that. Yeah. It was just like man we about to go to New York, put on a show pull up at the park in D.C., what's yeah. happening, you know what I mean? Um, and so street ball was just kind of like a way of life, and plus, like, all the street ball dudes yeah. was uh, just as good as some of the dudes in the league, you know That's what I crazy. mean? They just had, you know, uh, trouble pass and things like that or just didn't have the opportunity, uh, the opportunity you know what I mean? Uh, Shout-out to dudes like Ray for Austin. Shout-out to dudes like Kenny Bruner, you know what I mean, who didn't make it, who should have made it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um you know, it was just uh, 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 Aaron Owens, uh, uh, A.L. A-L yeah. yeah, A.L., he was sick. He was sick. Um, so, it, you know, it, it, it was a gang of people that, you know, just in that era that just was like, that was cold. And, that, and I think the NBA game and the street game was like both influencing each other. You, you talk about that street game, man. We were talking about it earlier, Nick Young and I. That is really an era of hoopers, like pure hoopers when we speak on that, that were developed on those double rims, on that grimy, you know, environment, playing against older guys. That's kind of, it's dead now. I mean, it's not even a dying thing. It's dead now. Mm. You see AAU has took over. Can you see that effect that it's had on the absence of that has had on the players today coming in? Well, I think, um, you know, it's like a certain, like, competitive edge that, you know, a certain competitive edge and also a certain anxiety that street ball brought, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you show up and one, you ain't from there, you know what I mean? Two, they can be either with you or against you, and, you know, three, you ain't from there, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot of hate. Yeah. So I think the street ball thing just kind of like... Put that chip on people's shoulders. Yeah, put a chip on your shoulder, and also, like, you know, uh, it made you feel like you know, it made you feel like something, you know what I mean? And I think that was just, like, really like a mentality. Yeah. You know, that was a mentality. I remember the first time I went to Rucker Park, uh, it had never been a, a L.A. dude even think about yeah. doing something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I mobbed up the, I mobbed up in there. I remember this. Like, what's happening? What year was this? You know what I mean? 98? Uh, nah, that was... Uh, 02? Yeah, I think 2002. Yeah, 2002. And I just went up in there, I was... You know, pretty much by myself. Went up there, caught a run with uh, uh, Chris Gotti, hit me. And I was like, man, I was like, when Murder Inc. play, and I, you know, showed up and it was over. And I started hooping. And that's crazy to me because you did that in the league with a contract, just out of love for the game. Yeah, so in our contract, we had we had a clause called for the love of the game. For the love of the game. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you can play. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a lot of guys would be fearful of that. If you, if you, well, I mean, yeah. You know, when you think about it, you know, it's a lot of different things that, you know, in our era, had we um, was a little bit like up on, or you know, the facilities was like the way they are now. You know, uh, a lot of dudes could have like survived or or, or played a little longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about opportunity. You know, the league is just, mm-hmm. it's all about opportunity. Um, and we go back to on your resume, you're great. You know, and and it doesn't do you justice, though. And a lot of that has to do with the opportunities you had in the NBA. 
you know, you never always had the most competitive roster put around you so where you could be an all-star every year or be an all-NBA guy every year. But anytime you went up against the top guys, they knew what Baron Davis was about. So I consider you a Hall of Fame talent. Would you agree with that? Uh, man, you know what? When I see my peers, you know, they rock with me. And that's all that matters. They fuck with me, yeah. yeah. So, like, <laughs> you know, mano a mano is love. Mano a mano is respect. Mm-hmm. And even when I was hooping, my, my goal was to get respect from the Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? Yeah. For them not to walk past me and just be like, hey, how you doing, buddy? You know, and give me a shake to be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I mess with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, I mess with you, yeah. legend. And, 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 and I think that's for me was like my ultimate goal was to be able to look my peers in the eye, the dudes I played in and the era I played in and be like, okay, what's up? You know what I mean? And you Love. Play, you and played like, in that era. Yeah. You played in an era with Kobe. Dogs. Oh my goodness. Dogs. AI. Steve Nash, AI, Kobe. The list. Jason Kidd, oh, uh, Ray Allen, Sam Cassell. Uh, I caught Ross Strickland. I caught Patel mm. Lena. Uh, John Stockton. So he many, He woke man. me up. Dwayne Wade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Brian, all, and seeing all these young dudes, Darren Williams, Chris Paul, you know, all them dudes when they was coming in, just like And they all young knew what you were about. And they yeah. all knew what you were about because Baron Davis Jamal was Jamal Crawford, you know oh. what I mean? Underrated. So many dudes, so many dudes, man. Just like, just cold. And then to be able to play against Russ, True Holiday, them dudes when they was like it's rookies. Crazy. You know, for me, it was just kind of like, I would say my my career, I, you know, I was able to still play against like all area guards. You know, uh, I ain't play as long as I wanted, but, you know, I felt like uh, it, you know, it was fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and, you know, I'm humbled by that. You know what I'm saying? You saw three generations, man. Um, yeah, I should have saw four. And I should <laughs> still be hoping. You know, and, and that comes back to my my um, thing with injuries, right? Uh, you had un- unfortunate situations in, as far as injuries go that you still bounced back and killed. Because I remember in the first. He the, saw it. Yeah, you know, yeah what I mean? you know what I mean? Like He saw mentality, though. Yeah. You know, it's like, for me, it was like a. And ain't no fallback, you know what I mean? So you got to figure it out where I come from. And on top of that, it was like L.A. dudes just wasn't getting the love, you know what I mean, or the recognition. So And now look what you did. You know what I'm saying? It was <laughs> like, yo, we got to open this up, yeah. and dudes got to start recognizing that. And look what happened. It ain't just me, you know what I mean? All the homies get out like this, you know what I mean? And so I think... You know, that's why I was always able to bounce back because the dudes I trained with, the dudes I worked out with was from here, yeah. and they was dogs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like if I can get back to, to being able to keep up with them, you know what I mean, and get back to myself, you right. know what I'm saying? Working out against Earl Watson every day, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's tough, bro. It's tough. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're not playing against no dudes that, you know, don't want no smoke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Every day, Earl Watson, he won't smoke. Yep. You know what I mean? And he is a lot more focused than I am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he coming to the gym. It's a whole different dynamic. Sure, yep. You know what I mean? He going to make sure it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
and that mentality I see it in a lot of guards from here today that you guys probably passed down um, Demar, you see it in Russ, you see it in James Harden. Dogs. Oh my God, the things that these dudes do on a Dogs. nightly basis on the basketball court is fucking real. But it, you know, it's 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 a lifestyle out here. Yeah, and now and then uh, the whole league knows. Yeah. Coming out of these, uh, first first question, talking about your era, who's the best player that you felt like you've seen? I mean, the best player I ever seen was Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, shit. And when I when I am I crazy to say that Kobe was right there? Nah, Kobe right there. Kobe if, is amazing. <laughs> Kobe is amazing. So, like you talk about those two guys, I consider LeBron, them the two best. Amazing. I can Iverson, yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? These are all generational talents that you got to go Shaquille up against. Shaquille O'Neal, yeah. Tim Duncan, amazing. Yeah. Man, um, KG. You know what I'm saying? Like KG, fucking Paul. But like Michael Jordan, bro, was yeah, like, he stood out the most. Come on, yeah. dog. And you were there the night that he come had that fifty on. piece as a wizard. Man, I was right there. Had <laughs> <laughs> <At> about eight. Had <laughs> about eight. I was trying hard too. It was yeah. like, come on, dude. And he was literally a wizard at that point too, though. Come with on, with the basketball. Dude. He was. He was. He was cooking. Were you guys looking up at the scoreboard like, what's Mike have? Or did you just kind of know no, the whole game? See, this is the thing with Mike, dude. You get to the game, and it's like, all right, damn, there go Michael. You know, I'm about to play against Michael Jordan, so you, like, hella hype. <laughs> he ain't even tripping because he know, like, I'm about to bust his ass. Yeah. And then you like, all right, I'm about to, you know, got to Like, you don't even know how to focus yeah. to play against a Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, you hype, and you get on the court, and it's like, can you imagine? Damn, dude. It's like, this <laughs> is Michael Jordan. Yeah. This is Michael Jordan. Yeah. And like the whole time, you in the game, you watching him, and you playing, you like, yo, this is Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm out here with Michael Jordan. Hey, yo, that's Michael Jordan. I'm like, damn. Damn, that's Michael Jordan. Yeah, damn. I remember Michael Jordan was hitting that shot. You know, so you kind of like a fan yeah. the whole time. And so you by the time you look up, he got 50. Is that, <laughs> Period. Is, he got 50, homie. But, but that's that aura that he had yeah. around him. No, for sure. And you guys felt it because you saw I mean, you're talking about like rock star, superstar. Yeah. Like, step on the court. It's a certain type of, it, like, it's a certain elevation and a certain certain level that he could he could go to and get to you know what i mean that not a lot of people can get Man. go to and get to that you my feel goodness what I'm my goodness i can only imagine yeah. um so speaking on these la guys man and you're sitting here with me and i don't mean any disrespect whatsoever because i hold you at the very top of that group i think james Harden's become the best la guy James Harden is a killer, man. And what he's doing right now is yeah, I mean, he's being on, disrespected. Look what he's doing, like they are disrespecting this though. By far, uh, facts. What the fuck? Like the man is putting up fifty every night. Fifties, nines, but it ain't just fifties. It's like fifty nines, thirteens. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like 17s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you damn skipping when you start. You know, you got to think James Harden. You got to think. You know, Kawhi, Russ, you know, uh, what Drew Holiday has been able to do, Paul George. You know, we got some dogs. We got some dogs. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm sure I'm missing a whole lot more. 
Demar for sure. You know what I mean? Free Demar. You know what I'm saying? But like, we got a lot, dog. We got a lot. But I think what James is doing is just kind of like unprecedented. You know what I mean? So ignorant. And it's like, say what you want. There's not one person that I've seen that can guard this man. You know what I mean? And he put on a show every night. He show up every night. You know what I mean? And he make it so easy, right? He make tough shots look so easy. And it's like, come on, you got a 6'6", point guard. Lefty. Left hand. Strongest shot. That can shoot. And it's like big as a bull. You know what I mean? But move like he's six feet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's said. just like, you know, and and he got the vision and, and the offense, you know, to get him downhill every time. So you just it's like it's fun to watch people just at somebody's mercy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. and, and somebody who yeah. just won't let off the gas. You know what I mean? And and so and you know, dope. all gas, no brakes. That's kinda like the James Harden way and, and, and when you talk about James, it's like you know, they have look over the past five years, right? If you had a basketball card, yeah, you know what I mean. Look over the past five years and look at that man's stats and look at the things that he's done. And, and it's not and even it's just like, the stats either; it's the way he's getting them. It's pure skill. Andy in the playoffs, yeah. Andy in the Western Conference mm-hmm. Final. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, you're not. You know, uh, I think a lot of times we live in a time where people just so. So damn critical, 100%. you know what I mean? And, and they ain't really touch, they ain't really touch, they ain't touch no hoop like no, that. You know that. And so like the real hoopers know what time it is, and you know we we uh, a lot of times real hoopers are, are are hard on certain players or whatnot. But it's like when you when you take a step back and you look at what they're really doing, yeah. and then you know you a fan, you know what I mean? And so first and foremost. It's like, man, I'm a huge James Harden fan. I'm a fan, you know what I mean? And, like, I love watching him play. I love his get down. And then him being from L.A., you know what I mean, and just happening to know him, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, I'm overjoyed. You feel what I'm saying? 100%. Um, You know, like, I'm, I'm inspired and uplifted by just, like, man, that's like, Watching like it, you know what I mean. It's like you got it's a certain type of energy and a spirit that you gonna feel when you see somebody like him out there rocking. You right. know what I mean? Absolutely, Russ out there rocking. You and, know what and, I mean? And you see that criticism that he gets, but if you look over the like you said last five years, who had the most success against that Dubs dynasty? And if you look at the Rockets teams mm-hmm. in the West, Still. took them to six games, took them to seven games. You know, and, and certain breaks didn't go their way, and they didn't mm-hmm. get to certain breaks on certain nights. But James Harden did everything he could possibly do, yeah, to go sure. up against that monster. I mean, you know, and, and you know, it's, that, that's just how the game goes. Yeah, right. And um, uh, your greatness is not always tied to uh, success in the uh, championship. Like that, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, not everybody can win a championship. It's and a lot of team people can win a championship. A lot of people don't understand how hard yeah. it is to win every single thing. Has and to there's go right. some dudes who who got four or five championships. Who you know, sorry. Yeah, hundred percent. hundred percent. You know what I mean. And, and, and I ain't gonna but, name them, but there's a lot of point guards in the history of the game that people would look on paper and say, "Oh, he's better than Baron Davis, or he's better than Stephon Marbury or Steve Francis." And I'm like, "No, bro. You got to look at these guys with your eyes." 
and assess their individual talents and put them in an equal position and then you can do that conversation yeah but a lot of people nowadays in today's gaming you know how the media is it's dumbed down our sport to the point where like you said, there's a lot of people that have never understood or touched who. There's just so much information, man, that you just got to find different narrative, different stories. Every day. And so, like, stats play a huge part of, like, what today is. And, and you know, data plays a huge part of what the game is today. So you kind of plan for a different code. You plan for numbers. And yeah. that's why you see the score so high. And that's why it's like, you know, get a layup, shoot a three. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, the, the the data and the stats around the game says that if you play at a, a faster pace and, and uh, you know, shoot more threes, then you have a better chance of winning. So, you know, I, and I think people who are now growing up, they don't really have to play the game or participate in the game in a competitive way yeah. to really understand the psyche and all the things that these guys have to go through. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, all the criticism. Like, somebody can't post a, you know, these dudes can't condemn their post a picture of themselves without, like, a million people hating. Yep. You feel exactly. what I'm saying? It's like, damn, dog, right. I can't post a picture. I can't post a picture of, of me in my uniform and without, you know, uh, you know, 200 yeah. comments of people hating and just yeah. talking shit. So... Yeah. You know, these dudes live under a lot of scrutiny and a lot of scrutiny from social media and all that. And it's like, it's almost like a a, a hyper microscope, right? Yeah. And so they don't get enough credit for how they how they uh, or stand up, yeah. you know what I mean? And keep it 200 with who they are and still be able to uh, hold their head out, go out there and hoop yeah. and entertain us, you know what I mean? And still be able to give us what we want. Because so. coverage has become very toxic over the past few years of the game. Um, you know, you coming up in a different era, I want to talk about the game again for a moment. You played in a very defensive era. Uh, the scores were in the 70s and 80s. Zone defenses were implemented to prevent guys like you from getting in the lane um, and getting to the line, you know, and, and you had to make shots and it had to move the ball around, you know. And seeing today's game, you think something's got to give at some point? Uh, this, is, this is out of control now. It looks like an open run on some nights. I mean that's it's all it's all in the coaching at this point. Yeah, right coach, right team. Because you know where there where there's a style, there's also a counter to it. Yeah, right. And you know not every team is built like how the Warriors were, right, or like how Boston is, right, or uh, like how Houston is, right. Not all super players mesh together. You know what I mean, but. You know, to where this, you know, kind of like money ball style is happening, there's also a counter to it. And it's just really like the right coach putting the right team together yeah. and developing a style that works, you know, or a system that works. When you look at, you know, the system that San Antonio's implemented, anybody fits into it, you know, it's a winning system. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people that have come out of San Antonio have been able to go places and create winning systems. So yeah. it's really the system and the culture you establish as a coach, uh, as a GM, as a president, and it's uh, holding holding the franchise and the team and the players, you know, and the, and the players really define who that, you know, 
what that team is going to be. You know what I'm saying? And, and a lot of times, you know, coach's style went over the, went over over the talent, and that's may not be what is going to make the team successful. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's coaching too. I want to speak a little bit now, well, a lot. After your basketball career kind of came to a close, you were still working out and training and staying in shape, still killing out the Drew. But you launched a lot of things in the thing. The reason we're here today is Black Santa, mm-hmm. right? And and you've been growing this movement for the past three years now, I believe. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, tell me about this. Tell our audience about Black Santa, what it is, what the story is, what the background is, what the mission and the goal is with this movement. Uh, for me, it was like, I you know, I grew up on, you know, East Side and South Central. Yeah. I got an opportunity to go to Crossroads, which yeah. was like Fresh Prince. I always say it was like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but I had to go back to South Central every day. <laughs> uh, and you know, like I would say, just in my journey, it it wasn't no superheroes, right? It wasn't, you know, we we have yet to see characters or stories that you know just paint us in a positive way or with a positive attitude. You know what I mean? Our journey and our struggle and our story has been uh, about that, more so about the struggle and about survival and, you know, using the imaginations that we do have to get out of the places that we uh, that we born in and, and we raised in. And so with Black Santa, it was like, man, let me let me paint a picture of a, of a black dude that's uh, on time, right? Yeah. Jolly. Yeah. Friendly, you see how you start laughing, you know, positive, you know what I mean? Always have good things to say. And then you start kind of like laughing because, you know, when you start talking about those stereotypes, when it pertains to like black men, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, it, it, we don't come across like that. And so with this Black Santa character, it was just, you know, really it was more of a responsibility to say, all right, if I'm gonna build this character, I need to build a world, and I need to create a world through, you know, storytelling and 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 like family content that can celebrate us, the positivity of us, and then the positivity of us, right? Yeah. Us as a, a as a people that are diverse people, you know what I mean? A new modern people, and really just diving in the celebration of like, you know, our culture and 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 the positivity of who we are, right? And what we do represent and what we do give to this world and being able to shine a light on that and give, you know, our kids who grow up, you know, um, the opportunity to like fantasize, right? To live in these imaginations. Connect with it. You know, to live in these worlds and connect with these characters that, you know, uh, look what Tom and Jerry did with us, you know, for us sometimes, you know, kids growing up and, uh, you know, cartoons are therapy as well, too. So, 100%. You know, we want to be able to provide that, and that's why I came up with Black Santa. And, you know, it's been a journey because, you know, it's like get the message over, like, what you would do, you know, to kind of, like, sell a brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And making sure that this company had, like, some backbone and some integrity and, you know, really had the right people around and, the right people wanting to be involved. That's amazing, man. Um, I love what you're doing with that. You got the celebrity game coming up on Sunday. 
Uh, this is the third celebrity, Black yeah, Santa celebrity year, game. Third year, third year. Who, who's yeah. leasing up this year? Uh, man, we got Al Harrington coaching. Uh, I think Jay Rock lacing them up for Sick. us. Uh, I, we got a bunch of like uh, social media influencers. B dot A dot Famous Low. I'm know, ready to homies. jump in. By the way, uh, okay, I want to <laughs> yeah. see what you got yeah, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else is Who else is playing? Ron Artest will be there. Dope. Um, you know, just a bunch of uh, John Lucas, the third, uh, who played in Minnesota, he'll be there. So it's gonna be a combination of like rappers, influencers, Black Santa uh, celebration, basketball beauties will be there. Uh, you know, so it, it, you know, it'll be a cool little LA uh, culture thing, and, and some for the kids, some nice. you know, to just really celebrate the holidays and you know, right before everybody go off. And you spoke about a little bit about building companies. Out, out, right out of the league, you know, um, you started investing. You started, you know, diving into all types of fields. Is Baron Davis the entrepreneur? Justice Cerebral is Baron Davis the basketball player? <laughs> huh? Uh, I mean, you know, I just, I, I'm just me. You know what I mean? And, like, I think my game is just, like, just, like, really, like, a, uh, a, a replication of like who I am as a person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so even now in business it's just trying to be somebody that understands, be a team player, learn your team, and then be, you know, the assist man. People come to me for the assist. And uh if I can do that, you know, I feel like, you know, it, I can build a successful business by surrounding myself with like all stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of guys in your position having the career, the great career that you had having the legacy that you had and the respect from the peers would say, okay, I'm going to call it and I'm going to just chill. But I see you right now still grinding, still yeah. getting out there, you know. And one of the things you started was Slick. So tell me about that. So Slick is a platform, you know, basically for storytelling, for athletes, for people inside the culture, for conversations like this, you know, for articles like this to really tell that first-person perspective. And to start, like, really, like, seeing the stuff that we want to see. Yeah. Right, how does sports influence culture? How does culture influence sports? And what are some of the shows or the conversations or the documentaries? You know, how do we honor legends of the past, right? George Iceman Gervin, like we ain't seen his, his documentary yet. Wow. Right? Like, just think about that. We haven't seen Iceman Gervin. And that's one of the best scores ever. Right? And so we're talking about scores and some of the best scores, right? We're not, we not honoring group. the people that. You know that kind of come before us. So slick is a platform. Dope. You know where uh, you know le legends get to live on. You know what I mean? And uh, that's why I create the platform so people can come and make their documentaries, make their shows, write the articles, um, and just create an ecosystem where you know we treat it as creatives because we're some of the best storytellers in the world, and we don't really have a platform that allows us all to do that. That's amazing, man. And you know, looking at a guy like yourself, there was a, the hooper aspect that you had. You could have still kept going. Um, I feel like had you not had that last injury with New York and then Cleveland, what you think would have happened if you never had that? Uh, you know, I, who knows? You know what I mean? If we would have, could have, should have. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But what's done uh, is done. What's done is done. And you had one hell yeah. of a run. If I wanted to hoop. Right now, I could come back and hoop. Yeah. I don't know if I make a team, but it would be fun. You know what I mean? So just, like, 
hooping is in my DNA. I play on Sundays. You know, if I want to get in shape and play three days a week, no, I'm down to do that. Stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And um, that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? Man, appreciate appreciate you. you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. And props on everything you're doing, man. Say less.